Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the regular viewers of Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. And do you know what? We're a little bit disappointed in you regulars. We are, because we're, we've been running a competition last month and at the date of recording today, which isn't quite the end of last month as yet, so to speak, we have just entered our competition. We've got it. Why do you want to be speak? one of us? Why does nobody want to be one of us? I can't imagine. Anyway, on to today's podcast. Um, we want to talk about running a business and illness and surgery and disruptions and just how do you manage it all ladies yeah, you've just had surgery i have well not just that it, well, wasn't, this, two, it wasn't this morning oh uh, yeah i am i am two weeks post surgery of a bilateral bunionette correction <laughs> go it's on tell us all about basically, it basically i had both my feet broke yeah, I love that. That's what they're called. I, both my feet broke. So I have spent the last two weeks running my business from an armchair with my feet up and the laptop being used in its literal sense. Grateful because I can. Extremely frustrated at the inability to do things that I normally do and take for granted, such as walk or stand up or sit in a chair normally with your feet down and not up in the position that I usually adopt at about 6 or 7 p.m. when I've finished working at night. But, yeah, it's uh, been interesting. The whole process was quite good, and I'm pleased with progress. The, I've seen the surgeon today, recording day, and he's happy with how things are. So it's just a case of carry on, do what your body tells you. If it says you've done enough of that, then rest, and, yeah, you're clear to take steady steps and you're all right to drive. Yay! So did working from your lap because of your bunionettes, I love that word, bunionettes, I'm going to say that all the time. it's like majorettes, isn't it, if you can yeah. and yeah. things. So did it disrupt your business at all? Um, I would say it didn't disrupt it massively because of the culture now that we have with online networking or online meetings. I mean, Zoom is a massive part of my business. I've mentioned this before in other podcasts. Um, I was able to do networking, meet people. There's only a couple of things that are events that I wanted to go to that were in-person events that I wasn't able to go to. So I would say not a, not a massive impact. I work digitally anyway. All my work is produced on a computer. Uh, whether the interaction with the customer or just actually delivering the work. So I think it would have been a bigger impact, let's say, if I if I had a, a shop and I physically needed to be there, then then it would have been a massive uh, impact. But and you no, actually I, got really creative about your own business, didn't it? It sort of gave you a bit of extra time, in a sense. Well, it, well, it did, because I've, I've worked for the last 15 days solid because I didn't want to sit there watching Netflix all the time. So I thought, well, I might as well work. And I've actually um, said, I've actually created a new service and launched a new service side of my business. So having that, have, brill. Brill. working the extra days kind of 
shortened days and made time smaller and actually made it easier to have space to think, I think was the main benefit of it. But yeah, it's called yeah. brand boom because it'll make your business and your brand boom. It's brilliant. I just love it. I absolutely so love that. So much excitement back in you now. You, I think that before the surgery, I don't know whether you were slightly nervous of it or whether you'd got to a point in your business where you're thinking there's something, there's something, there's something, and you almost couldn't put your finger on it. And now, if you could see Claire's face compared to how she was just even just before the surgery, it's like, whoa, she's absolutely come back. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about this, this, this new thing. It, it feels right, and it feels like it's the first step of the direction that I want the business to go in. Uh, but yeah, I was feeling some anxiety coming back to the topic before the surgery. It wasn't I wasn't bothered about having the surgery or going to hospital. I was worried about what would I not be able to do after, because I'm very used to being self sufficient and looking after myself. That and was where my to be looked after. That was where my concerns were and yeah it's been really nice to be looked after but also I felt like I was a burden like I want a cup of tea I want a drink or I'm hungry kind of thing or I'd basically get up from my chair where I've been working all day shuffle to the kitchen sit down have a plate of food put in front of me eat and then go back to the chair which we, that's not how I work we see that would be some people's dream lifestyle <laughs> and it, and it would, but it also but, says a lot about how much we take for granted absolutely almost the very basics isn't it yeah. and when something like this comes up it can completely knock you yeah and the fact so that unless, I, I want I wanted a shower yeah strip washes yeah. are great but they're not showers uh but yeah I just it's not how we work when when we spend time together we cook together and then we clear up together one washes one dries that's just how it is so you, we share the job yeah oh and the fact that I can't walk my dog at the minute my partner's very kindly looked after the dog for two weeks and keeping probably keeping her for the rest of this month because I, I can't walk sufficiently far enough or well enough to be able to look after my own dog and a spaniel is not the quietest of dogs, is it? The, the least energetic. Yes, you need to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Um, and surgeries. I mean, Claire, the Raspberry Flamingo started off the back of you having massive surgeries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I fell off a ladder and couldn't walk unaided for sixteen months. Um, didn't ever know how mobile I'd be again. Fortunately, I can walk short distances, albeit slowly. I am permanently disabled from the accident. Um, but that's how Raspberry Flamingo came about because I'd had to sell my old business and it was a case of what can I do from behind a laptop that I'm going to actually enjoy doing. Um, and that's where Raspberry Flamingo came about. Um, I get it completely. I mean, I was, I literally was in bed and, and I had to be stretched to hospital twice a week six months the first six months um you know outside I get it completely I, I couldn't do anything I couldn't even get to the top I couldn't walk to the bathroom on my own I had to have somebody with me and a walking frame and crutches or whatever and yeah I completely get all that it's it's very strange for for me it was quite positive in other ways because um my teenage daughter was the typical you know, can't even be bothered to get up the bin. Um, 
teenage daughter all of a sudden had to look after me and we were living at my dad's because he's got a bungalow and my dad sort of just went I can't deal with the stress of having two people living in my house with me therefore I'm giving up and not doing anything so all of a sudden Laura had to look after both of us she did all the shopping all the cooking all the cleaning she looked after the dogs she just took over and and that changed her as a person much earlier than it perhaps would have done because I, she was pretty spoiled from a housework and everything else point of view. She, as you know, she didn't really do chores or help out much, and that's my issue. Um, but yeah, there were lots of good came from it. Lots of good, bizarrely. Um, so yeah, and I'm I'm actually about to have surgery again. Woohoo! Oh. But this time I'm choosing it. I was going to say, that sounds wrong. We're all getting excited about Claire having surgery. (laughs) No, but actually, there's a bit more to the story when, when, because we've had conversations about it. So it's it's a cosmetic surgery. However, it would become, what's the word? Is it elective when you're forced into it? Elective is when you choose to it. Oh, well, it it would become a necessary surgery within a few years. Basically, my eyelids have given up and have lowered and drooped so far that they're starting to affect my sight. Um, so it's either wait for it to get significantly worse and have it done on the NHS or pay to have it done. So I'm paying to have it done. Um, and let's face it, with situation as it is at the minute, you don't know how long certainly by the time you would need it done, how long you would have to wait for yeah. it. Because... And, and also, you know, do I really want to be going into, into an NHS hospital? I know that sounds awful, but if you can avoid hospitals at the moment... Yeah, I'll put in the pressure on. Yeah. And with it, with it being a private surgery, it's literally a three-hour hospital, private clinic hospital mm-hmm. uh, visit rather than anything else. So, um, yes, I'm going to be able to see properly and I might even be able to wear eyeshadow without... All my mascara zooming everywhere all over my face and looking horrendous within half an hour. It might just change my eye makeup life. Um, no, I'm joking about it, but, you know, it, it, I am choosing to have it done. However, it would become necessary anyway. Um, I'm not quite sure how that I'm going to manage that with work at the moment. Um, certainly for a couple of days, I'm not going to be able to sit and look at screens. But I would, there doesn't seem to be... A recommendation that I shouldn't return to work after a couple of days. Um, yeah. It'll just be dressings and stuff, but I should be able to see perfectly well. It's not affecting my eyesight in any way, so we shall see. Mm. You will see better. <laughs> I will see better. I, am. I will indeed. Um, yeah, it's surgery is a funny thing. I I was really fortunate. Again, I'm touching wood. Was really fortunate for many years. And in fact, I had only ever had to go to hospital once, I think, by the time I was about 15. Um, And then all of a sudden, it seemed like every two years I was in the hospital having surgery for something or other. Um, Never broken any bones. Been very fortunate in that sense. But I, a few years ago, went in to have my knee redone, basically. You know, you go in for an arthroscopy and it's... um, you have your knee sorted out and all the rubbish cartilage that's just decided to pack up and all the the bones have started to go and all the rest of it well that's what happened with my knee and I've apparently got the tiniest kneecap ever 
they struggled to even find it. Oh, you need, <laughs> to, oh, you, you need, to, you need to rephrase that as you've got a little patella. Sorry, I've got the tiniest patella <laughs> ever going. Yeah. There's, there's always something. You. Oh, I was going to say, there's always something different, isn't it? Sounds there? like something you could spread on a cracker. A but if you could see the size of my knees, you would wonder. I mean, there's well, definitely the same size, or do you have one little one and one normal? Well, one? apparently, well, because they were only doing surgery on one of them, they didn't even look at the other. Thankfully, they got the right leg. Well, it was the left leg, but they got the right leg to do the surgery on. Um, yes, I had that done. That was all great, and I couldn't get out of hospital quick enough. And then a couple of years after that, I actually went in electively and paid quite a lot of money for a gastric band, which has been the but success yes. of the century. <laughs> that changed your life and work, my goodness me no I think the biggest thing that I've ever had done was when I went in for ton I had tonsillitis year after year after year since I was little and of course they don't like taking your tonsils out as a toddler anymore do they and then they didn't like taking the tonsils out as a teenager and then as an adult you get there but it was so repetitive and an ex-partner of mine um <laughs> I wish you I could see her face because you know something good's going to come up. Back <laughs> no, there. it wasn't that. All it was was I was snoring horrifically and this poor bloke hadn't slept properly for about 18 months. <laughs> and it got to a point where he's like, can you just get something done about it? As it happened, I went in and the GP agreed and said, yeah, if it's affecting your relationship, da, 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 da. by this time, I think he'd already left, but there you go. Um, and the funniest thing was then, once I'd had the surgery, they removed the tonsils. They then removed the adenoids. They then removed this dangly bit. What's that called, Claire? Have you got Epiglottis. A Epiglottis. They removed that. And then um, they found a, a mass that needed removing as well. The unfortunate thing is, I then lived on my own, so I didn't know whether I was still snoring or not. <laughs> so I'd gone through all the surgery. <laughs> so you had all that surgery for yeah. somebody else's benefit, but I guess if they found the mask, that was good job yeah. you had it. Exactly. Absolutely. So everything was positive. It was a great result in the end. It came out absolutely fine. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that I've had done. And it did – I mean, I was up walking the dogs the next day. I'm not one for taking painkillers and I don't really know much about being unwell. But since then, I still have issues with my throat. As you do, you can have tonsillitis even when you don't have your tonsils, you know, which I've never quite understood. How's that um, work then? If it's tonsillitis, it's an infection. It's, it's still infection, an infection. Yeah. A throat infection. Yeah. Yeah, it's a throat infection because your tonsils fight off the badness, don't they, basically? So even without your tonsils, you'll still get infection and it's not pleasant at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, it all worked out well, it, and it really only sort of knocked me off for a day or so. Um, had I been running the businesses then, that operation would have been fine. And even the knee op and the gastric band, I had to self-inject for about two weeks, I think, after the gastric band, and that was the only thing really. Mm. Um, well, so I've been very, very that. fortunate. I've been, been self-injecting for thirty-five years. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, not pleasant, is it? But, but so yeah, I mean, I say that that would be a problem to quite a lot of people. It's, it's very easy to be flippant about something that you're used to or that you've experienced because 
like I, like I said, I said to Sam last week, I don't know what I was worried about because it wasn't as painful as I thought it might be. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I definitely couldn't walk and shuffle. It was a bit wobbly, but I'm two weeks post. Welcome to my now. world, love. <laughs> but I'm two weeks post-op now and I can actually walk for the appointment this morning. I've managed to get a pair of trainers on. So in two weeks, that's quite a long way I've come. But like I said, I said there about the you having to self-inject. Well, I'm an, an insulin-dependent diabetic, so that's the majority of my life. That's what I've done. But I think the fears of the unknowns that we have when we might be having a procedure or an operation or illness or something like that, I think they can obviously they can cause a bigger impact on your mindset and how you are than actually the operation or whatever you're having yeah i mean with with my eye surgery i had the consultation with the the plastic surgeon um you know they've got to tell you every risk and they've got to show you photos of how how it's going to go and how it could go wrong or whatever it might be and i was sort of like okay i've got i would rather pay to have this done now than wait for, for years until it's so bad that my vision's very badly impaired um but should I have under eye surgery at the same time because let's you know let's give that a little tuck at the same time sort of thing and I honestly couldn't make my mind up from what he'd said so um went for a facial actually um and and another Claire another Claire who, who does the facials um she's actually a an advanced practitioner nurse a prescriber and all that sort of thing and she's she's run the big trauma ed department around here um and i said to her you know what what do you think and she went get it done i said well what about just having the up on the upper eyelids could you do any trips she went get it done mm. it, it can't affect your sight things can only go wrong if you've got an infection and didn't tell them you've got an infection so you didn't get antibiotics mm-hmm. just get it done and the fact that she because she, uh, she actually said i do i would if i could if i would come on it i i went straight away so i just i felt a lot more reassured yeah by that i think um i think i will still be nervous because on my donor registration nobody's having my eyes I've got this thing about other people seeing the world and how I see it. That's my experience. I don't want somebody else. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not, though, is it? That's a new one on me. I've never, I didn't know. I, that. I, I've heard that one before. I, yeah, I no, I, 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 you know, eyeballs, squidgy, horrible things, aren't they? Um, but I just don't want somebody else. And I know nobody else would see the world. It's stupid. But it's just a thing I've got. I don't want somebody else seeing the world through my eyes. Yeah. Because that's been my experience. Um, but I've got a bit of a thing about eyes anyway, but I am really looking forward to it because, I mean, I'm, I'm sat here now, you two can see me. I'm constantly wiping my yeah. eyes because my eyelids, I thought it was all the wateriness was just linked to hay fever. And I assumed I got hay fever all year round. But oh, they've no. said they've said that actually it's it's the pressure in my eyelids because they're so drooped. It's it's squeezing more fluid out of my eyes because it's 
Oh, that's interesting. Where it answers a lot. Yeah, that answers yeah. a lot. It, it, it? It, honestly, it makes so much sense. Mm. Now I know. I thought I was just being vain. But... Four weeks today, I believe it is, isn't it? The date. Might well be. So what other surgery would you have then? I'd, do you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to having a full facelift. I wouldn't. I'm not going to. Yeah. But... I have no pro- the terrible thing is, and and mom, forgive me, my mum when I was I don't know early teens, it was when it was calinetics that facial exercise. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my mum got this video, this VHS tape, and she brought it into the living room, and it was about facial exercise and tightening your muscle. And me and my dad laughed her out the room. We laughed her out the room and told her to grow old gracefully. For that, um, forever sorry, Mum. I know you can hear me. I'm forever sorry because I do not intend to grow old gracefully. I intend to go out with purple hair and looking however I want to look. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly think if you want to have surgery for for cosmetic reasons, have surgery. If it's going to make you feel better. Do you know what I'd have done? I'd have my ears pinned back. Have, yeah. That was them. Yeah, move your hair. What's wrong with your ears? We've had this conversation before in a There's previous... nothing wrong with your ears. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'd, yeah, so I'd, I'd have them done. I'd have something to do with my nose. I'm not quite sure what I'd have done on my nose. That's one of them. Are. I'd have my boobs done, obviously. And what? I'd have... I'd have me... No! <laughs> The other clothes just fallen off a chair. <laughs> yeah. The, the beauty of Zoom is that you only see oh, things I, down from Listeners, I do apologise, but the, the three of us ladies are, let's just say, not behind the door with our donations to chest <laughs> size. So the Testicles fact that Claire's just said long. that is the funniest thing I've heard for a while. <laughs> no, no, you'd, have a, you'd have a bulb reduction then. I'd have a boob reduction and mm. I would happily have other bits sliced. Sliced and diced. Probably. <laughs> so, so for example, Joe, just, just bear with me on this. If you won the lottery tomorrow mm-hmm. and, and you had the option to do all of that, mm-hmm. would it be one of the first things you considered doing? No, it probably wouldn't, but I'm not averse to having it done. I would yeah. make sure everybody else is comfortable and, well, more than comfortable. And, yeah, it would it would be on the list somewhere. It's not key importance. It's just it's, a nice to have. It's weird how we look at one another, because, I mean, everybody can see my eyelids. It's pretty obvious I look like my eyes are closed all the time because they more or less are. Um, your nose and, and ears, I can't see anything wrong with them at all. Now, boob size is a personal choice. I like having big boobs. Yeah. But that's a personal choice, isn't it? I get that. I can get anybody who says, you know, took a bit of fat out here and there because it'll help me out if I feel more confident. I get that. Isn't it amazing how when you look at somebody, all I see is this gorgeously pretty girl. And yet you'd want to change your nose. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Claire? 
Um, I think it's no, I still young enough not to, to think about this, but well, think think things are still in the places where I want them to be. But I think I'd probably have some. I'd, I'd have like a tummy tuck sort of thing because it's to do with uh, the fact that I've done insulin injections for thirty five years. I've stuck needles into my lower stomach area for a long time. And yes, there was been little, well, more than little bits of fat there. But when you stick a injection needles into it, now they're only tiny, they're five mil. But for a long time, it's made that go firm. And even when I lose weight, that firm lump is still there. So I'd probably see if I could have that kind of shaved off. So is that scar tissue now then? I think it is because it's it's um, it's a lump and yeah uh, I think, I think the, the doctor said in the past it can be massaged a bit and it might go down but I don't think it's going to go away mm. uh, so yeah I'd probably have something like that done but equally if if I got uh, I, if my eyelids drooped or anything like that I think I wouldn't be adverse to having any cosmetic surgery if mm. it made me feel better and I could afford to have it done, basically, I, I would. Mm. Um, obviously, if anything medically needs doing, it needs doing, regardless yeah. of what you want, it's happening. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think I'd have some sort of tummy tuck, I think, on, on the lump, because other things are fat or whatever, they can change things. And since I've changed my diet to a keto diet, I didn't think it would ever work, but it's been fantastic that I've started losing weight anyway naturally, and that's the way I'd prefer to do it. But I think there might be a surgical option in the future. Mm. But we're, I mean, we're all very fortunate, aren't we? Because other than mm. that, we are healthy. Claire, you you deal with your diabetes anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's my life. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm quite healthy otherwise. I'm really impressed that I didn't get Sam's superbug. So the immune system's not bad. And, and we are. You know, mm. very fortunate, aren't we? Because there's many people Absolutely. who are not in a situation that we're in. Um, at what, 52, 50 and, and a baby there in the top corner that as I see on the screen. Oh, <laughs> 52. You are, aren't you? I wish. How old are you? I'm a few months off 54. Are you really? Yeah. You see, time stood still since I've met you. Two years ago, stayed where it was. Yeah, it's, and, and, uh, I'm, yeah. and I'm even less a month off 45 so yes I am mm. younger but not far off yeah but things don't really start drooping and sagging until you get into your 50s all right okay there's an absolute you can really see it happening to you it's 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 quite <laughs> devastating the difference we're still laughing about it though aren't we of course we, we are of course we. it's part of getting older isn't it and how fortunate are we to still be here and get older and at least our bits are still there and intact. Uh, yeah, my That's bits the other where they should be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. On that note. So what we're saying is surgery or illness, if it comes and it's unexpected, you might have to make compromises and do things in a different way temporarily, maybe permanently. That permanent thing might be a good thing. Claire invented a new business and it's a great success. You might want to do something elective. You might be happy with how your appearance is or how you want to look or you, there's things that you can do to change things these days. So whether you have to or whether you choose to or what impact it has on your life and your business, 
it boils down to it being your choice. If it's going to make you feel better and make your situation better, then why not? And if you want something doing, tell us what. Yeah, I was going to say, share it with us. Um, Go away, listen to this now with a cup of tea and ponder on what you fancy having done. Or share it with us. What would you have done and why? Or what did you have done? What did it change? How did you manage it? Interesting. Yeah, interesting. And uh, on that note then, ladies, it's time for a brew. Bye. Bye.